0: Hey everybody, this is episode 6 of the Weekly Sports Drop. Enjoy! This is a show about sports and everything in between. From a fan's perspective, it's edgy and unapologetic. We break down what's hot in the world of sports, and maybe some of what's not. This is the Weekly Sports Drop with your host, Jazz Santana. Santana, Santana, What is up, everybody? Thank you for joining us on episode 6 of the Weekly Sports Drop. I am your host, Jazz Santana. Uh, just want to get right back into it again this week. Uh, hope you guys had a great week. Uh, you know, a lot went down in the world of sports again this week. And obviously, uh, some really cool stuff that's uh, that's going to happen next week. Also, with probably one of the most anticipated fights. Not only anticipated, but I guess one of the... Um, The biggest fights ever, right? I mean, some people really don't give a shit about it, but others think it's going to either make or break the boxing world, so that's, uh, we're talking about Mayweather McGregor, if some of you don't know, uh, I will have next week on, on the podcast, actually in the middle of the week before Saturday, a really special guest, someone who is involved heavily in the MMA and boxing world, uh, and, uh, we'll bring him on. It'll be pretty cool. You guys will get to hear some, some firsthand knowledge as to what goes on behind the scenes, with some of these fights um how some of the stuff is negotiated it's really really cool so stay tuned for that uh, but coming up on this episode we got some dolphins preseason football uh you know some observations on that uh signing that that could uh that could really solidify that linebacker position again which I'm happy about also some Miami Hurricanes football scrimmage too seems like somebody's pulling away a little bit or maybe somebody's are pulling away a little bit for that quarterback race. So we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Some injury concerns with the Hurricanes. And also just some top stories around, you know, around uh, the league for different different sports. So we'll talk a little bit of baseball, football. Um, and we'll even go into uh, some basketball, some news that uh, Los Angeles Lakers are making, which is probably not very popular news uh, for them. And I'm sure they don't want this uh, to really get out of hand, but it is what it is. So we'll go over that stuff too. So here we go. You wanna rock it? We are back, so let's uh, let's get right into it. Dolphins preseason game two. Some observations. I happen to be at the game. Uh, just I kind of left a little bit after halftime, so I was really only able to see uh, the first half. But I uh, I did get to see some of the starters play and I did get to see some of the second string guys. It, I, I wasn't very impressed. I was actually a bit concerned. Um, special teams looked absolutely horrendous. couple of all sides, uh block field, uh, I'm sorry, a block punt, uh, muffed, a muffed kick return or a, a muffed punt uh, that turned into a fumble. I mean, they were all over the place. Darren Rizzi must have been livid on that sideline you know he's pretty intense as it is so they didn't look too good Uh second string defense didn't look very good I mean they the, I mean after the starters left they the Dolphins gave up 31 consecutive points and and they didn't score either so that didn't look too well for the second stringers on offense either uh, I, I did like what I saw out of a couple of guys you know I like what I saw about uh from Devante Parker, was able to get open on some throws. Jay Cutler made some nice throws. He was only in for two series. Uh so he, you know, we didn't see too much of him. Kinda got wanted to get his feet wet a little bit, I get it. So that was pretty cool. We only saw Matt Moore for about a series or two also. So after that, it was it was the young guys. It was Dowdy and Fails after that. But, um, uh, you know, Jay Cutler looked okay. I mean, nothing nothing crazy. He just got in there, made a couple of throws. Uh, Jay Ajayi looked good coming back from his concussion. Uh, he looked good running the ball. He looked good catching the ball out of the backfield as well. So I was pleased to see that and some limited action that he got. Uh, Again, you know, 3-0 linemen didn't play that that would probably start so good thing is good sign is Mike Pouncey dressed out so that's a good thing but he didn't play uh, at least he was dressed out he was uh, kind of getting in some reps and, and you know warming up and stuff like that so but he didn't play Uh Jawan James didn't play either uh, so a couple of different guys that didn't play um, so I mean it is what it is but, uh, you know, this this next game, game three, that's when it's going to be, uh, you know, dress rehearsal time. So you'll probably see Jay Cutler play maybe, you know, e- either a full quarter, uh, maybe a quarter and a half, maybe even two quarters. Who knows? I guess it all depends on how how far along they want to bring him. Uh, but I see I see him playing, obviously, a little bit more. Some of the starters playing a little bit more as well. Um, th- actually, the first first string defense didn't look bad at all. They looked pretty strong. I mean, uh, they looked good. They were getting pressure. Uh, you know, they didn't give up, um, you know, too many yards running the ball either when the 1st string uh, defense was in there, first-team defense. So, that was good. Uh, you know, uh, you know, with the injuries to Tony Lippitt now as well, they're going to have to really get some nice play out of those, uh, you know, third— uh, fourth, fifth cornerback, uh, whether it's and Verner, whether it's Bobby McCain, uh, whether it's somebody else, Cordrea uh, Tankersley, who actually looked really good. He got an interception, fumble, uh, you know, the ball was thrown. Once they fell to the floor, he kind of s- stole it, basically from the wide receiver. So that was a really nice play he made on the ball there. Um, uh, you know, some of the other guys that played well also. Uh, you know, Charles Harris looked a little bit better than he did last uh, last game. And the defensive tackles, those guys, I, I just don't see Jordan Phillips starting. I really think there's a strong uh, possibility that uh, either Vincent Taylor or Devon Gotcha. I'm kind of leaning towards Devon Godchaw, but I think one of those guys are going to start. Jordan Phillips, if he doesn't show up for, for game three, you know, and, and really show out, I don't see him starting. He he may get some 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 burned because you know these guys need to switch you know in and out and sub in and out. But I just don't see him starting, and that's a bit a bit of a d- disappointment. You know, we we this is his third year already. At at this point, he's got to be ready to go. If he's not, then you got to keep moving forward. So, you know, I was I was pleased to see some of those other guys, the young guys, kind of come in and and really do a good job. And you know, another big. Big story coming out was obviously you know the injury to Raquan McMillan. We were all projecting him to be the starting middle linebacker, went down with an injury in preseason on special teams in the first game. So we're all freaking out. We had Mike Hall starting, and a lot of people aren't too excited about that. Listen, I like Mike Hall as you know backup guy to for for depth, but I, I just don't see him as a starter. So I, I'm really glad that they went out and they got someone. I like who they got. You know uh, the Dolphins signed. Ray Maloluga, uh, to a one-year deal. Uh, so he's the, the, the linebacker that played for Cincinnati. Played eight years in Cincinnati. He had over, over 500 tackles, uh, four or four and a half sacks throughout his career. There's a, a few things that I'm happy about with this. Number one, he played for Matt Burke in Cincinnati. Matt Burke is a defensive coordinator now for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, you know, he played for the... Played for him for a couple of years, so he knows the kind of system that Matt Burke runs. Uh, number two, he's good at stopping the run, which is an issue that the Dolphins have had. They were 30th against the run last year. So that needs, that number needs to improve. I really do think that Malaluga, uh, Maloluga, whatever the hell his last name is. <laughs> um, I think he really helps with that. He really does help in, in, in kind of, uh, uh, you know, clogging up that middle as well. Uh, you know, if, especially if these defensive end, I'm sorry, defensive tackles, uh, you know, uh, grab these guys on the offensive line and really take up these blockers, then it, it frees up Malahuga for, to, t- to make some plays. So I'm really excited about that signing. Uh, you know, it's a veteran guy, so we don't have to rely on a young kid like Mike Hall, who's a little undersized. Malahuga, you know, he's been around for a while. He knows Burke's system, like I said. Uh, I think he's a really good addition. So we'll see, you know, uh, Preseason game number three, I'm sure he's going to be out there. He was only let go from Cincinnati maybe about a month ago. So he's he's probably in playing shape. We'll probably see him play a little bit. And I do expect him to start in the middle for the guys. So that way, Kiko and Lawrence Timmons can stay on the outside where they're probably more comfortable playing. So I'm kind of excited about that. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to everybody playing a little bit more just so, we, you know, we can see a little bit more of the first-team d- offense and defense playing uh, together on the field, really making some plays, maybe, uh, you know, maybe kind of showing uh, showing us a little bit more. They did uh, today actually fly out to Philadelphia because they're going to be practicing with the Eagles for a few days before they actually get on the field in preseason and, and, and face them on Thursday. Uh, and, and I always like that because, you know, now they're not, practicing or hitting their own guys they're actually going out there and they're playing against other people so this helps them get better and so I, I like that as well I like that they did do that you know we just hope that nobody gets hurt that's I think the most important thing is that they come out on skates uninjured uh no no bad injuries or anything like that that's what I'm looking forward to with that you know something I haven't done yet I, I really want to hear from you you guys. I really want to hear what you guys have to uh, say, you know, anybody that's listening, uh, as far as how you feel this season's going to shape up, you know, with all these injuries that we've had. You know, we've had some bad luck. I mean, we've really had a shitty preseason per se, right? Uh, a lot of things, you know, with a lot of players that went down. Um, you know, I, I really want to know what, what you guys are feeling. Do you feel like we've taken a, a really big step forward, a really big step backwards, uh, especially with the injury to Ryan Tannehill, with Jay Cutler coming in, how do you think this team ends up? You know, because a lot of the s- skeptics, a lot of the, the reporters, everybody, you know, everybody who kind of talks about football is saying, well, hey, they may have a better team this year, but a worse record because of the strength of schedule. I don't, pu- I, I don't put too much into that because strength of schedule is on paper, you know, half these teams... May suck, may be absolutely terrible. So, then what does that do? Now we win some easy games. Now, the Dolphins could be a lot better than maybe we thought they were, or they're a lot worse. They regress. I don't know. I mean, I like to see it play out on the field. You know, uh, all these people talking about how, well, they're going to be nine and seven, or they're going to be eight and eight. I'm not a big guy on records. Just go out there and fucking win. That's it. Forget about anything else. Okay, you go 9-7, you go 10-6. Are you gonna make the playoffs? I don't know. I mean, it's tough. It's it's a tough conference. Uh, you know, you still everything still goes through New England, right? Uh and they look like they've kind of reloaded now with Brandon Cooks and and even this kid, um, you know, this running back Rex Burkhead, who Anybody goes to New England and you got Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and they resurrect your career or, or or make you ten times the player you really are. But I mean, I'd like to hear from you guys. What you guys think? What you guys think record wise? Um, how you feel about the team? Have they regressed? Are they better with Jay Cutler? Uh, do you feel that as though if Jay Cutler does kick ass and he plays really well? You think that's it for Ryan Tannehill? Are they, you know, or, or are you of the belief of you know starting a starting player, a starting quarterback can't lose his uh, position, his job, his starting job to to injury because of an injury? I'm not a big believer in that. If you're winning with a guy like Jay Cutler or anybody else, and you're winning and you're doing really well. Uh, and he's not the issue or he's not what's not letting you win or he, is you know, or having a guy like Tannehill over Cutler is going to put you over that hump. I don't, I don't, first of all, I don't agree with that. Uh, second of all, I don't think it's, it's, you know, it's that big of a difference between Cutler and Tannehill. So I, bottom line, does this, does this team have a shot? Are they better with or without Tannehill? Are they better with Malaluga or are they better without Mataluga and at middle linebacker? I want to get your take. I want to hear what you guys have to say. Uh, you know, and I'll give you guys my Instagram and, and my email and all that stuff so you guys can, can kind of write to me on there as well. Uh and, and I really want to know. I really do. When we come back, we'll talk a little canes. That song never gets old. I'm going to love that song until I die. Uh, here we go, Canes. Talk a little bit about the Canes scrimmage number two. You know, the big thing, again, Mark Rick was said, said he was going to name a quarterback after uh, scrimmage number two sometime during the week, maybe Monday or Tuesday. Says the same thing now that he's going to name someone. He just doesn't know if he's going to let everybody know. So the suspense, the plot thickens, everything else. Uh, I, I do feel like there's just based off of reports, based off of what uh some of some of the guys are writing, uh some of the guys like uh, uh you know Matt Porter, Peter Rees, guys like this. Can I say like maybe, you know, the the two top guys are kind of separating themselves a little bit from the pack, uh being Malik Rozier and Evan Sherefs. Uh, you know apparently they're the i mean they're taking first team reps uh, those two uh Nicosi Perry took second team reps, and I do have some of the uh, I, I do have some of the stats for these guys, but also you know I, I, I what's important to understand is that these guys i mean they're all still fighting for that position nikosi perry uh you know Mark Rick is talking about how he, sometimes he shines. He makes some really, really great plays. And then he makes some plays that'll get you beat. You can't have that. You gotta. I prefer right now with the team that we have, with the amount of athletes that we have, you should be able to get the ball to these guys uh, and, and minimize mistakes, minimize errors. And if Malik Rozier or Evan Shrefs gives you that opportunity, gives you that that skill set where they're going to protect the ball a little bit more, make some better plays, uh, you know, and, and not cost you a game per se, then that's who you got to roll out there with. You know, our, our defense is going to keep us in the game. We're... I don't see why we can't have a top five defense in college football this year. I'm really excited about this team. I hope you guys are also uh, really quick. Some of the, I guess some of the, uh, the stats from this game, unofficial stats, by the way. Okay. Uh, Malik Rozier, again, 17 for 25, 260 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Um, Evan Shreffs 13 of 19 for 227 and two touchdowns and a pick as well. And then Nikosi Perry went six for 12 for 88 yards and a touchdown. There's a video out there. That's kind of, uh, going viral now with all the guys, how he uh, he shook Darian Owens on one play really bad. Uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, you, you can see the athleticism. You can see the playmaking ability by Nikosi Perry uh, just by looking at those type of plays and seeing him do that. Uh, but what I want to see is, uh, and I'm sure what everybody wants to see, and, and Coach Richt and more than anybody else, is... For him to minimize those mistakes. And he's young, guys. He's young. You know, this is his first time seeing, especially that he's going up against the ones. He's going up against one of the best defenses in college football. This is probably the best defense he's going to see in college football. So if he's doing okay, uh, you know, he's he's he makes some errors. I get it. I understand. He's young again. But if he's doing okay against a defense like this that he's facing day in and day out, then i see really great things for him i don't i i don't know if he's 100% ready to go so am i okay with going with rozier sheriffs? absolutely especially the way that they're playing uh, whether it's situational or whether it's going the length of the field i'm i'm happy to hear that these guys are not making that many mistakes are really commanding the offense um are going out there making some tough throws we all knew rozier had a had a had a great arm he does have a really good arm he can run a little bit you know he's a little bit shorter he's about 6'162 but he's going out there he's making plays he's got some some starter experience i mean not a lot but he's got a little bit of that and then you, you got Sherefs who's not physically gifted uh like like Rosier um and i'm sorry not physically gifted but a- as far as arm strength Gifted, because uh, physically he is. He's six I think. He's a tall. He's a tall kid, so he can't see over the line. He can make good throws, and 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 his 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 arm is a lot stronger than than a lot of people thought, and it is stronger than last year. At least that's what they're telling us. You know, he's gained about twenty pounds in the off season, so he looks good. He looks good doing what he's doing. Uh, he's completing his passes at about sixty nine percent completion percentage, where Rozier is about at sixty four percent. So they're they're pretty close. So, I'm excited for for both of them if they can do that you know against the defenses that they're facing right now with the with the hurricanes defense i I don't see why why they can't make plays and they can't do well facing all these other defenses that they're gonna face throughout the season, so I'm excited about that. It looks like they're kind of separating themselves a little bit from the pack. Who knows we'll see what happens there, but I do see this being a, a two quarterback race now, so I do see it being Sheriff's and, and Rozier. With, I think at the end of the day, Rozier wins out, but who knows? We'll see. Maybe they play both of them. Maybe Mark Rick plays all three in the first game just to kind of see, you know, what what he has with each of them. The thing is now, if you are gonna play all three and you are, yeah, you are destroying Bethune Cookman, and you are playing with your threes out there, what kind of barometer are you really, you know, measuring yourself with? It's tough to really kind of know there, right? So, uh I don't know if that's such a good idea, but all in all, I'm going to be honest with you guys, I'm I'm not very concerned with it. I'm really not. Uh, you know, it, it's 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 going to play itself out. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. What really concerns me though is is some of these some of these injuries that we have, particularly the hamstring injuries that are kind of plaguing some of our uh some of our our, our position are important players guys like uh, Amal richards who went down with with a uh um uh, with a hamstring injury uh for the scrimmage you know these skill players need to be playing jeff thomas again did not participate in the scrimmage either so he's still nursing that that hamstring injury as well those are injuries that can kind of linger the rest of the year i think they should take it easy for the next couple of you know maybe week week and a half really rehab it get it back to strength because when the season rolls around, these guys need to be healthy, especially a guy like Amon Richards. He needs to be healthy to play. He is our top our top guy. Uh, you know, I, I do like what what I'm seeing out of some of these other guys, some of these other wide receivers. And, uh, you know, especially a kid like Braxton Berrios, who's – who needs to shine this year? You know he needs to shine. He, you know, a lot of people call him kind of the the Wes Welker, the Julian Edelman, uh, for the Hurricanes. Uh, he he better start playing like it for me to call him that, because I, I I just don't see it yet. I want to see him break out. I really want to see him do big things again. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, again, he he played well in this scrimmage. He had six catches for 107 yards. So he's getting open. Uh, he's either running. You know. I, Obviously we don't see the we don't see the scrimmages. So he's either running, uh running with the ball, yards at the yards after the catch. He's getting some nice yak, or he's going down the field and they're finding him down the field. Uh Darryl Langham uh, continues to surprise a little bit. He went six catches for 97 yards and a touchdown. And I, I think the biggest surprise, uh, I don't know if I'm gonna be calling it a surprise. I really think this kid has some talent. I've said it before. I'll keep saying it again. But Mike Harley, three catches, 58 yards, and a touchdown. He's got that big playability. He's a small guy by stature. You know, he's skinny, um, he's but he's so fast, and he makes plays. I mean, it's pretty obvious. The kid's making plays now. Uh, you know, uh, an- another position that Mark Ritz is really concerned about. But, you know, at least our starter is is legit. Um is a tight end position. I'm worried about it also. I don't think we have anything behind Chris Herndon. Uh, uh, Michael Her- Michael Irvin Jr. is is really struggling apparently to to figure out the game, uh, to figure out uh, blocking schemes and things like that. So I- I'm a little confused. I'm not confused. I'm a little concerned with these guys uh, behind them. Brian Palendi, uh, Michael Irvin Jr. and I think Malik Curry, I think is the, uh, the walk on tight end. Those guys, I mean, we don't have much depth there. You know, Chris Herndon is going to have to stay on the field a Lot. Um, he could be a key contributor to this team. He really can. So four for sixty-seven and a, and a touchdown for him. Uh, Dallas Crawford. I just feel like he does the little things. He's a great route runner. Uh, he hustles. Uh, he probably goes through the middle and gets laid out sometimes. He had four catches for fifty-three yards. Not eye-popping numbers, but I feel like those those yards. I, and, and again, I haven't seen them practice or play, but. I, I feel like those yards and those, those catches are tough catches, tough yards. First down, you know, maybe it's like a third and five, a third and six, third and eight, you know, and, and, and guys are, are putting the ball in his hands and he's making it happen with some of those catches. And that's important because that keeps the ball moving. It keeps us, uh, you know, keeps the offense, uh, moving forward more momentum, uh, especially when they make those tough catches and those tough yards. I think that's Dallas Crawford's specialty. Again, he has great hands. He's making some plays out there. So, continue to do your thing, boss. Uh, Deontay Mullins, decent again. Two two catches, thirty three yards in the touchdown, and then uh, Dayal Harris, who I don't I don't know how much PT he's going to get this year, but you know, two catches, eleven yards in the touchdown. So nothing eye popping there either, but. It's good to see that these guys are stepping up and catching some touchdown passes, uh, getting open, uh, things like that. So I like that. I like that. Uh, the running back position is 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 another one that, that that some people are are a little concerned about. I feel like Travis Homer has made strides. He's getting there. He's getting there. You know, the loss of maybe not so much Joe Yerby. I know, I know Mike and Tony can't stand him, uh, but he contributed, you know, and he's, he's your change of pace guy. He's not the fastest guy. I get it, but you know, he was someone who came in and, and got the job done. You know, uh, he's gone. Uh, Gus Edwards is gone. He transferred over to Rutgers. Uh, so, so losing those two guys is key. It's big. Uh, I wish maybe Gus would have stayed. I think he would have had an opportunity to. Get a lot of minutes this year and really play and kind of show out, uh, kind of maybe not, not split carries of Mark Walton, but, but surely, surely get some goals, goal, goal line, uh, work, uh, and, and some other work. He was, he's a good running back. So, you know, I hate to see him go as well, but Travis Homer seems to be picking it up. He had six rushes for 48 yards and a touchdown, uh, and he seems to have put on a little bit more weight. He's quick. He's tough. We all know that we saw him last year playing special teams. So I do like him. He's just got to be consistent. He's got to continue to uh, play hard, and, and really earn his minutes. Uh, uh, behind him, not much. Again, Chalk Gray, not doing a lot. Six carries, eleven yards. Crispin Atkins, eight carries, seventeen yards. So nothing really exciting there. Nothing stands out. Nothing doing. So I'm, I'm uh, I don't know if I'm concerned, but there really isn't anything there. I mean, I, I know there was talks about having DJ Dallas play a little bit of running back, but apparently he, he seems to be. Gelling nicely and doing really well, wide receiver. So let's not mess up a good thing. Keep him there. If we do need him, we also know that he played quarterback in high school. Uh, so he's someone that can run some 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 run pass option and 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 do some stuff in the backfield. So I'm okay with him. I like again. I love DJ Dallas. I think he's kind of the jack of all trades. He's kind of like uh, uh you know um uh, uh, kind of like that that guy that 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 can kind of do it all on on offense. Um, you know, and anybody's name kind of slips my mind right now. But I'm sure you can think of a couple of guys that have done that before. So, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see about the running back position. Give it some time. Let's see it play out. Uh, I'm happy with Mark Walton, obviously. Travis Homer, I'm okay with as well. So that 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 position is something we're probably gonna have to recruit pretty heavy. You know, we got some studs coming in next year with Lorenzo Lingard and Cameron Davis, who today 1,000% committed, whatever the hell that means. You know, all these kids in their recruiting. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of trying to stay away from recruiting because recruiting to me is complete bl- blue balls. That's, that's that's what I can equate it to. You know, you got all these kids talking a big-ass game. Yeah, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there, and I love this team, and, and uh, you know, I'm I'm committed. I'm committed. Don't commit, you little shitbags, until you know where you're going to go. That's a big deal for me, man. I mean, you're going to give your pledge to a coach and then back out on that, and that, to me, shows immaturity, and I get it. You're 17, 18 years old, but I want a kid who's mature and knows what he wants Commit when you're ready to commit. Don't commit because, because you got, you know, you got a hard on when you walked on campus. You know, oh, look at this. All the uniforms and the grass and, and the, the the stadium and, you know, three or four chicks are going to come up to me. And no, screw that shit. When you're ready to commit, make sure you know that this, this is what you want and you're not going to waver on it. You know, respect the team that you're committing to. Respect yourself. Okay. And commit. So. Whatever that 1,000% committed shit means, I don't give a shit. I'm over it. So uh, stick stick to your commitments. So, I mean, if they do, apparently they're pretty damn good in high school. So let's see if it transfers over to us. Um, on the defensive side, not surprising. You know, some of the guys at the top, Joe Jackson had five sacks. Uh, Zach McLeod doing his thing with with five tackles. Uh, Jaquan Johnson looking good as well, four tackles and a sack. Um and Amari Carter, who I'm excited to see play a little bit this year, had eight tackles. I'm really excited to see him play a little bit of safety, uh, probably going to play special teams. So I'm pretty excited about that. Some of the other guys, Javante Dean with four tackles, Michael Jackson with a couple, t- couple tackles, uh, you know, in a sack. So I-, I won't name them all, but a couple of guys look really good. And and I'm really excited to see what that defensive, uh, uh, that defensive team, you know, that defensive side of the football is going to do this year. I'm really excited to see. Uh, Also, John Ford is finally enrolled, and he's here and he's playing, and he's absolutely ginormous uh, for a freshman defensive tackle. I can see him. I can see him playing right away. To be honest with you, I don't see him getting redshirted or anything. So I'm excited to see that as well. Uh, Two weeks away, Bethune Cookman. We're ready to go. September 2nd. I'm ready to go. I, I want to hear from my Canes fans. I want to hear what they have to say about this team. I want to hear if you guys got your season tickets. I want to hear, uh, you know, what, what you guys are looking forward to, what you're concerned about. Maybe I can answer some of these questions. I will, however try to have someone on uh soon maybe one of my canes guys uh future player uh, not future players uh, former players uh come come on and talk to you guys a little bit and kind of uh, uh you know talk a little bit about miami hurricanes and how they experienced it and what what their outlook is on this team as well so i would love to get them out here uh again My biggest my biggest concerns are 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 the hamstring injuries. So if we can get that shit under control and these guys come out ready to play, then I'll be okay. And so will this team. I really do have a really good feeling about this team. Uh, you know, with the quarterback situation, my only my biggest concern is definitely, you know, the running back depth and the uh tight end depth. So we'll see what happens there. Uh hopefully they can develop develop these guys. We got some really good coaches, we got some really good. Systems in place, so I, I think we'll be okay. I'm not too worried about it. Uh, coming up next, uh, some, you know, just a couple of top stories and a little bit of Mayweather and McGregor, and we'll close it off. So some newsworthy stuff to really talk about. Uh, first off, Anquan Bolden retires. He actually retired. Apparently, he told the uh, Buffalo Bills after signing with him a couple weeks ago that he's calling it quits. Uh, 14 seasons in the NFL. Great NFL career. Ninth in career receptions with 1,076. Had he played this year, he probably would have uh, gone over a few guys, three or four guys in in that category. But nevertheless, 1,076 career receptions. Thirteen thousand seven hundred and seventy-nine receiving yards and eighty-three touchdowns. He also won a Super Bowl with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, great guy for the NFL. Great football player. You know, won't hold it against him that he was a seminal, but uh, I I I really did like to see Anquan Bolden play in the NFL. He was he was a pleasure to watch. That's just more bad news for the Buffalo Bills, too, which I'm okay with because, you know, they are in our division. So, I'm okay with that, uh, especially that they have now a mediocre, at best, wide receiver core uh, without him. Uh, you know, their their biggest name, Jordan Matthews, is still hurt. And Zay Jones, who's a second-round pick, I believe, this year, is their number one. I'm not, I'm not really worried about them. So, too bad for them. Uh, you know... Pleasure seeing Anquan Bolden again playing in the NFL they're probably going to miss him a lot, not only the bills but the NFL itself great humanitarian as well, so uh best wishes for him also this guy's an animal Mike's, uh Mike Stan John Carlos Stan continues on his tear hit his forty fifth home run of the year this uh this afternoon uh, so the guy's just tearing the ball you know tearing the cover off the ball. I would say this to the Marlins, sell now, sell high, sell quick. Cause you know what? You never know what the hell is going to happen next year. And with the sale of the Marlins, who the hell knows what's going on there? I say, I say they, they, they get rid of them now. I say they trade them now. Uh you know, We all know the Marlins aren't going to make the postseason, so who the hell cares there, right? I uh, say sell them to a contender. Get some good pieces back. You know, I hate to say it. I, you know, I'm a Red Sox fan. I love my Red Sox. Sell them over there. You know, trade them over there. But it, they're going to have to give up some really good prospects. I don't know how they can do that. Even the Yankees, who have given up some really good prospects and some trades this year also, I don't see that happening there either. Uh So, you know... Who knows where he's gonna go or if he's gonna go anywhere. But that's that would be my my thing. Uh, get rid of him now. You know, now when you can get the best value for him as well. I mean you might want to wait till till you know till next season or the offseason, but I would say try to get as much as you can for him, one way or the other. He's on a tear. Forty five home runs, leads the major leagues, uh, and and he's playing really well. I mean the Marlins are playing pretty pretty good as well, so who knows what's gonna happen there? <clears throat> Excuse me, and other news biggest biggest fight of well some people are calling it the biggest fight uh in a very long time right um, i don't i don't know how i feel about it sales apparently are pretty down when it comes to uh pay-per-view and also uh tickets for for the actual fight in the actual venue so i'm talking about mayweather mcgregor this weekend coming up on saturday august 26th um uh, some of the news was uh that they did uh the the, the boxing committee uh, apparently uh, allowed them to use now go from 10 ounce gloves to eight ounce gloves which are a little bit lighter and both both mayweather and McGregor agreed to this to these terms which obviously does it play does it work in McGregor's favor maybe maybe not I mean it's eight ounce gloves they use so uh Story is, you can't use eight ounce gloves if you are fighting in, uh, I believe it's a 154 pound, uh, 154 pounds category and up. You use the 10 ounce gloves. Anything under that, you can use eight ounce gloves. I think that's, that's what it's like, but they're agreeing to use eight ounce gloves. We'll see if that has any, any effect on either fighter, whether it makes McGregor, you know, uh, a better fighter or not. I don't know, but, uh, it's, it's exciting. It's going to be an exciting fight. Uh, could it ruin boxing if McGregor wins? I think so. I think absolutely. I think boxing will lose a lot of credibility when your your number one fighter, your number one superstar loses to an MMA guy who's not a trained boxer. Uh I, I don't see it happening, although I am, you know, rooting for McGregor. I don't see it happening. I see, I see Mayweather winning, but then again, anything can happen. It is boxing. You get a puncher's chance. Anybody can kind of, uh, you know, land a clean one, a real nice one and, and, and knock you the hell out. So who, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see if, uh, if McGregor can come out on top. I doubt it, but who knows? Uh, I I just don't know if the eight ounce gloves are really going to make a big difference, but I'm excited to see the fight. I'm sure you are too. So let's see what happens with that. And in some other crazy news, the uh, Los Angeles Lakers are being investigated now for tampering with uh, Paul George, specifically, I guess, Magic Johnson. So these Lakers don't know how to get out of the, uh, the, 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 uh, the news, man. So we'll see how all that plays out. Nothing, nothing to see there, but I just thought it was funny to see the Lakers kind of doing that, even though they know Paul George is coming to the, to, to the Lakers next year. So we'll see how that goes. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a wrap. I want to thank you guys for listening in. Next week, like I said, we're going to have a special guest on the show. Um uh, it's uh we're going to uh, from First Round Management. Abraham Kawa will be on the show. One of the Kawa brothers, uh, they, um, represent guys like John Bones Jones, uh, Ruben Foster in the NFL, some baseball guys as well. So they, uh, you know, they're really in tune with what's going on in the fighting world. I think their, 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 their specialty right now is definitely, uh, MMA and boxing. So I really want to bring him on, want to talk a little bit about, you know, uh, how John Jones is kind of preparing for his next fight, who he's gonna fight next, but also I really want to go into this McGregor Mayweather fight, see if they have any insights, anything that they can bring to the table that, that Abraham can bring to the table, uh kind of talk about. So I'm pretty excited to hear about that. Also, we are gonna talk a little fantasy football, baby. It's coming up. We got about a couple of weeks before the season starts. We definitely need to get into some fantasy football. My draft is coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, we'll we'll definitely um we'll definitely touch a little bit about touch on 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 a little bit about that, as well as some other things around, you know, the NFL, college football, as well, and um, anything else that you guys want to hear. Again, you can you can hear this podcast on SoundCloud and on iTunes. All you got to do is search the Weekly Sports Drop. You'll be able to find us there. Please subscribe on SoundCloud. And do subscribe on iTunes, and please leave us a rating, a nice rating. Again, if it's not a five star rating, don't leave me shit. All right, now, nah. <laughs> but uh, really, uh, help me out, man. It it, it helps me to, to to be more relevant to 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 bring some some really cool guests on the show. I want to be able to interact with you guys with the guests. You know, I definitely want to see how how we can maybe, uh, you know, uh, get you guys to ask them directly some questions. Maybe I can post some questions to some of my guests that I'm gonna have coming up. We got some really good guests coming up soon, uh, you know, in, in the sports world that I think you guys are really going to like. So like I said, follow us, uh, you know, subscribe to us on SoundCloud and on iTunes. You can follow me on Instagram. Just search the Weekly Sports Drop on Instagram as well and also on Twitter at Sports Drop Jocks. Once again, at Sports Drop Jocks on Twitter and just search the Weekly Sports Drop on, um, on Instagram. Uh, I would love your support. You know, support the cause. I really want to do this for you guys. Really want to keep shooting the shit and kind of bringing you some, uh, some fans perspectives, some stuff that, that, that I really love, that I really love to talk about. If you haven't heard it in my voice, if you haven't heard how intense I am already, um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what you guys are listening to, <laughs> but, um, I really want to keep bringing you this, uh, this noise. Uh, kind of jazzing it up a little bit, bringing you some really good guests on. And, and again, just please support. Once again, I am your host, Jazz Santana. You're listening to the weekly sports drop. Tune in next week. Peace.